The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. In this episode, I will be reviewing two books. But before I get to today's review, I, in a previous episode, reviewed Margaret Atwood's A Handmaid's Tale. I've had several people tell me that they had not read it but planned to, and several people currently reading it. Well, here's some exciting news, folks. Almost 20 years later, Atwood has come out with a sequel. It's called The Testaments. The following is from the press release. When the van door slammed on Offred's future at the end of The Handmaid's Tale, readers had no way of telling what lay ahead for her, freedom, prison, or death. With The Testaments, the wait is over. Margaret Atwood's sequel picks up the story 15 years after Offred stepped into the unknown with the explosive testaments of three female narrators. Margaret Atwood herself wrote, Dear Readers, Everything you've ever asked me about Galad and its inner workings is the inspiration for this book. Well, almost everything, the other inspiration is the world we've been living in. It comes out September 10th, and needless to say, this girl has already pre-ordered her copy. For today's reviews, both are psychological thrillers so fun. The first is Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. Feeney is a writer and a journalist. She spent 15 years working with BBC News. She lives in England and the country with her husband and her dog. And again, this is her first novel. The first page, first page of the book reads, My name is Amber Reynolds. There are three things you should know about me. One, I'm in a coma. Two, my husband doesn't love me anymore. Three, sometimes I lie. Amber Reynolds is the main character and the narrator in the novel. Amber wakes up in a hospital, but to everyone else, she's in a coma. She can't move. She can't speak. But she can hear the people who visit her, but they aren't aware of the fact. The narration covers three plot lines and jumps among them. One plot line is the now in the hospital room where Amber attempts to uncover what sort of accident happened to land her there and how it was caused. Another, a second plot line, is the then leading up to the night of the accident. This includes her turbulent marriage and possible affair and her tumultuous work life with a critical and difficult boss. The third involves painful childhood memories and a set of diaries from decades before. The now and then chapters are the most engrossing due to their sense of urgency. In the now, Amber might be aware of her surroundings, but if she hears or senses something malicious, there's nothing she can do about it. Remember, she's in a coma. Her vulnerability and helplessness are terrifying. The diaries from 1991 and 1992 are told in first person, and they're about a girl named Taylor who is unpopular and bullied in school. Taylor's connection to current events are unclear at first, but when the answers are finally revealed, they'll, they will likely surprise readers. 
The other main characters are Amber's sister, Claire, with whom she shares a dark secret and who lives nearby and has the habit of dropping by with no advance notice. Claire is bossy and controlling. She wants Amber to be at her beck and call, but doesn't seem to return the favor. Then there's Amber's husband, Paul, who is wrapped up in his own life and seems to have forgotten that Amber exists. Paul wasn't a very likable character, in my opinion. He's extremely selfish and often isn't there for Amber, leaving her to fend for herself. He's secretive and moody and often locks himself away in his shed for hours to write. Oddly, Paul always seems to welcome Claire's company, and the two get along just fine without Amber. And then there's Edward, a nasty ex-boyfriend who Amber ran into on the street a week before the accident. Amber knows that her husband is somehow involved in what happened to her, but she can't remember why. Through the narration, we must piece together the truth. Well, the truth is Amber sees it, or the truth she gives us, Amber's possibly the most unreliable narrator I've ever encountered. This book had me questioning everything I thought I knew all along the way. The very start of the book says it best. Sometimes she lies. From the beginning, I didn't know who to trust or even what was real. I found this book in the bargain section of a bookstore and thought it'd be great to take on a trip. If I didn't enjoy it, no harm done, leave it behind, only out a few bucks. Unfortunately, one day, while over halfway through the book, I packed up my belongings to go back to the room and didn't realize the book was left behind. The next day, I went on a frantic search to retrieve it, anxious to find out what would happen next. After having no luck, I returned to the bookstore upon returning home and bought a new copy just to finish it and find out what happened. I could not quit wondering. If you love a good twist, you will adore this book. If you like endings that are tied up neatly or even endings with simple closure, this book may drive you mad. My students absolutely detest an ambiguous ending. They want nice, tidy package. They want to know exactly what happened. But I like the questions and the open for interpretation aspect. All psychological thrillers mess with your head, and that's what we expect. But Alice Feeney... She's taken it a step further with this clever, compelling story. The epilogue leaves the story open for a sequel. Maybe the author has an even more wild surprise up her sleeve. You are listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura, your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Do you realize that over time your teeth can go from white to not so bright for a number of reasons? Food and drink, tobacco use, age and medication, just to name a few. Henson Oakley's Zoom Teeth Whitening may just be the answer for you. Visit Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street. Check out Zoom Teeth Whitening for yourself. The second novel in today's psychological thriller review is Since We Fell by Dennis Lehane. Lehane is the author of Mystic River and Shutter Island. I loved both those books, and honestly, the movies, although never quite Equal the book, in my opinion, were quite well done and were packed with talented actors at their best. Sadly, I was disappointed with how Since We Fell turned out. It started okay, and I assumed it was leading up to something bigger, something important, something grandiose. Unfortunately, though, it led to something predictable and unrealistic and not enjoyable. 
The main character is Rachel Childs, whose mother refused to tell her who her father was, which led to a troubled childhood and rebellious teenage years. After her mother's death, Rachel follows up on various clues as she's finishing school. She eventually becomes a rising star in TV journalism. But while reporting in Haiti, she experiences some terrible events that cause her to have crippling panic attacks and severe anxiety. She ultimately freaks out and breaks down on air. The event goes viral. She loses her job. She eventually becomes a shut-in, almost completely unable to deal with the world outside her apartment. Then she meets the wonderful, perfect Brian, who is willing to help her through her personal issues, and she settles into a second marriage. Since We Fell really seemed like two different books. The opening sentence told us immediately that Rachel was headed for big trouble, but then it jumped way back to her childhood. Spent a lot of time with her growing up and being obsessed and tracking down the long-lost father. And this went on for so long that I started to wonder if this was actually a psychological thriller and not a family drama. The second part of the book was one of confusion and suspicion as Rachel stumbles upon a secret that changed everything. And lastly, the third part was kind of a ludicrous stream of action that requires a suspension of disbelief. Actually, a suspension of disbelief that I'm incapable of having. I think I literally rolled my eyes and blurted out, seriously, at the end. The last chapters of Since We Fell are so ridiculous, it was almost like watching the worst Lifetime movie ever. The plot twists are somehow both predictable and seriously far-fetched. The plot was not great, and the characters weren't either. Rachel was bland to me, and every other character was either outright bad or so unbelievably great that you could only assume they were hiding something. After reading Mystic River and Shutter Island, I was really hoping this next one was going to be great, but I think Lahane missed the mark on many levels. A two out of five would be a generous rating. Well, thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoy psychological thrillers, I recommend Sometimes I Lie or other books by Dennis Lehane. I always am open to book recommendations or format suggestions, and you can access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center.